Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, my name is Colborn Bell. I'm joined today by the artists Fabiello and Moises. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dementi Mocha podcast. Thanks for having us. Hello, hello. Thank you. Yes, glad to be here. Yeah, I uh, hate to put definitions on artists and speak for you, so I would love for you both to begin to introduce yourselves, your story, uh, and your art practice. Well, my name is Fabiola Larios. I am from Mexico, and I am an AI artist. Well, um, like AI internet artist, and uh, I come from the uh, art context. I studied visual arts uh, at school, and I have a specialty in uh, painting. And now I am uh, creating with AI. It was like a long, <laughs> a long path. I was always trying to project something over my paintings with a projector. So that wasn't like very common in, in my school. So like it wasn't like allowed to do that. And then I, I used to work a lot with, with digital collage for my paintings and somehow I realized that I could create art with Photoshop and I could like assemble like images and like do stuff with with the computer like to make art and I didn't know I could do that. And then I um I I started doing glitch and because I found randomly a glitch artist collective group on Facebook so I joined and I was just like uh, like playing with programs like like Avidemux or like uh, Audacity, and then I started being like interested in processing, and eventually I just started like studying uh, like more um, like a visual digital uh, aesthetic, um, and I started making video performance and live acts like. Um, I am I am a BJ, but I haven't done that like in three years because of the pandemic, and then, like, yeah, whatever. And I I make uh, installations, and I also make NFTs and video art, and yeah, like little video experimental uh, short films, and yeah, like my context is has always been like. Uh, like the the moving image, so that's why I find AI art so refreshing because you work a lot with um, with a bunch of images before you have an output. But I think we can talk more about that um, after. Um, Moises, do you wanna talk? Hi, my name is Moises Sanabria, and I was born in Venezuela. Uh, but I did most of my like middle school, high school in the U.S., uh, currently in Miami and working a lot in the art and technology space um, since, since I was very young, I guess, just even starting like small YouTube videos or something um, and then slowly kind of been uh, learning uh, programming and I went to a fine art school, but it was a art architecture and engineering. And I could kind of jump between classes. Like, I mean, I would finish a course, but then go to the next semester to uh, continue. And so uh, that I, 
kind of work in that in that space. So I do like front end engineering and doing like website design and kind of that played into like the net art aspect of it as well. Uh, but then slowly been kind of more and more interested in the AI space since like since Deep Dream came out in 2015, but even more so uh, now. Yeah, like seven seven years later. Uh, uh, but working a lot in the uh, physical space as well, thinking of a lot about uh, contemporary art and how can you experience something in a in a physical space, uh, and then how does that relate to seeing it in the VR, pre metaverse, and now post metaverse, and like all these contexts in which we can experience uh, ideas and creativity. Uh, I I love all of that. I think what we can do here is we'll we'll draw a thread just to let everybody know where we're going between. Uh, just like the beginnings of your practice with internet art, um, and then into AI and then into NFTs and then into, uh, more of these exhibits and the live VJing and what it means to bring together with digital art. So I'd love to hear from both of you. Um, you know, what was it really about the internet in the beginning, um, that you wanted to kind of bring and transition your art practice to? Um, well, my side, I would say that I grew with the internet. Like I, like at eleven, I got my first computer, and at twelve, I had internet like dial-up. Uh, so, what I what it reflects in my work, it's always like the like the digital nostalgia and like how like pictures started like to evolve. Uh, with the pass of the years, like because before you had like the like the webcam picture and like the like the analog picture, but you scanned it and like you had a lot of like different kind of pictures and like different like um, resolutions and stuff. And then like how it started like like turn around like with the with like this like these uh, emo selfies or MySpace selfies that were like you know, like, like from <laughs> like over your head. And yeah, so I, I like to talk about like how we behave on the internet, work around the, the self perception and how technology has been evolving. I love doing these AI inter interfaces um, of, of the, of websites or like with messenger sounds and ICQ and stuff. So it's just like always trying to to put together like the things I grew with with on the internet and then like doing mm. something new in my scenario some some things I think about is like just the inspiration from like being viral and like memes and just like memetics and like what are you know these ways in which we're also communicating and and like it, it scales really quickly like you know just meme YouTube videos like I remember like Gangnam style and just understanding like what kind of creativity was happening, you know, that made people to do these things and then try to bring that into a like contemporary art context and like talking about it through many, many lenses. Um, and at the time, I think Instagram was this place where that wasn't happening. And it's like, okay, let's try to make Instagram like a funner place, more actually more like how I remember Tumblr being and 
yeah, like thinking of, about what what are these ideas that could spread and you could share, but still have. Um, it's hard. I, I I wonder like what's the difference between a meme and like um, art object, like, and you know, at what point are those kind of in, living in a, the same space? Uh, yeah. So I, I like to interpret like the internet in, in that way as well. It's it's super interesting. You know, I was of a very similar age getting that first computer and that internet, and it it was you know it was an age of like transitioning from a child to a teenager um, to begin to like see the world, to begin to interact with technology and machine. Um, and, you know, 20 years later, how that evolution, uh, all of these, you know, famous memes that are, are forever with us. Um, yeah. It, how they leave that kind of impression on ourselves and kind of like, the collective cultural knowledge that speaks to kind of the the oneness and connectedness of the internet. Um, so I guess then I'm I'm very curious how your relationship with you know AI began to develop and and how you kind of view um, you know this this kind of alternate digital being that we're starting to have conversations with. The AI thing on my side started, um, I saw an exhibition and I, I always say this, um, Trevor Paglin is my favorite artist and he works with AI. So the first exhibition of AI that I ever saw in my life, it was uh, one of Trevor Paglin and it was like invisible images. And like he put like a whole data set like projected on the wall and then like these prints of dreams that like the machine had and I was just like it blew my mind I was just like oh my god the computer can talk like you know like I I feel the computer now like I can feel the computer and it was just like like it was like the soul of the computer trying to speak to you like Mm. through art so I was just like like I don't know it I just lost it and and then I was obsessed with it but I couldn't do anything so I started like doing like videos about being a robot and like being a cyborg and like internet rituals and stuff because I I was just like I I know that that maybe there's something inside the computer that can understand the outside and then after i met moises and we like we we were together at the pandemic so he he comes from a like from more of that context and then he just bought a class of like from derek schultz and then I was there, so I took it too. And I, and I was just like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I have the opportunity to do this. And I made like this internet human project where I train and again with selfies, with filters. So it, it was just like how, like how, to, how I got into AI, then what I worked with AI, and then like it was connected to the, to the previous, um, subject of the like you know like growing with the perception and the image of 
of you online or your digital persona. So yeah, that's that's how I got and that's how it started. I'd love to ask uh, a bit of a follow-up question to that because you know you, you spoke about like the soul of the machine. Um, and you know, do you believe that like the machine has a soul that humans are trying to flesh out and express? Or is that just kind of like our our own being and, and projecting like that interaction of ourselves into it? Uh, well, <laughs> since I saw Toy Story, I think that everything is alive. You know, like yeah. I I have never like abandoned that idea, and I have like this little teddy bear that I that I always have since I was a girl, like a little girl, like four years old. And like I always thought that every time I I like went out of the room, he was like alive. So I don't know, we have a Google home and I I always like talk to him and then we have conversations and stuff. And then when Moises is just like like uh Google stop, but then he I think like I wouldn't like someone like yelling at me like to me like that. And I'm like don't be like that to Google and his name is Stanley. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I think that you you can try to make something that reflects you. Uh like your like your being, like when you train an AI. But I also would like to think, would like <laughs> to think that like um like something like Google Google can have like its own Auto, like it's um, not independent, but it's like their own being without programming it. Like maybe it's gonna evolve, uh, like somehow, sometime. I don't know that. Like that's how I feel. But yeah, that's like it's both. Mm -hmm. For me, like there's like this connection too with um, like when when I was learning about contemporary art, because that was a whole different like understanding. Like I I went to art school more for animation and and moving film. Actually, my dad since very young was like, yes, you should work for Mickey. And I was like, okay, that that's, I can look at it through, through that lens. And then learning about contemporary art, like some, some of my influence were uh, Mauricio Catalan, who works a lot in like physical sculpture, but it's also like absurdity. And Liam June Pike, who also works in physical spaces, but it has this more, uh, not soulful, but like about, you know, inner, consciousness or something meditation or uh, other ways of, of being through through a machine and like these these forms or, or environments where like nature is in in relationship to to a machine uh, yeah so maybe let's let's skip the uh, the crypto art nft part of it because I think the more interesting discussion here is uh, environment, in context, in presentation of uh, your work. So I would love to know um, perhaps like metaverse exhibits that you've done or how you like to kind of show and share these works that you create. So we had these three exhibits that maybe Moises can talk more in detail. The, the pandemic was happening and I think the metaverse kind of when we started connecting and doing exhibitions was during this time where we we actually had Top Lab uh, Mexico uh, invite us to do a show in uh, 
hubs in Mozilla hubs. And at the time we were like, oh, what is what is that? And we go and we meet our now uh, good friend and curator, uh, Malitzing, and she actually shows up kind of as like this Pikachu, like from the future in this space. And she's like, come check it out. And she's like, I built this. Fabiola could probably talk more about it, but it's like this industrial building oh, that yeah. was used for, for something, but now it's just replicated in the in the VR space and she curates that space for exhibition. So it was gonna be the first AI art show um, that we had. And we actually had that show with um, Elio Santos, who is also a lot of in, in this Web3 space and working with AI art. And the show was called uh, Maki Naturalis. So kind of this made up word that we were all kind of brainstorming on and kind of connecting it between like machine and nature and, and immersion. <laughs> In, machina. It's like machin yeah, I think it has like a, a very Latin kind of play there. <laughs> um and and we actually just recently had this year this year? The last show year. it was like year. in December. December, um, Maki Naturalis 2. And we actually uh, showed a lot more. Uh, it was more of a group show. Uh, we had probably around 10, 10 AI artists uh, showing. And it, this was about NFTs because the first one, there were not NFTs involved. And in the second one, everyone had their minted uh, piece like in the exhibition. So yeah, it was, it was, like the same idea, but like with uh, like a more Web3 concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think a wonderful transition to begin talking about kind of this, this new puzzle piece of NFTs and kind of what it meant to each of you to begin to have. Um, a lot of people talk about it just as market structure, but I'm curious um, more, in, in your minds, where this is and, and what this means. I I think for for me is it's just become you you literally are going into rabbit holes of situations where they they play different meaningful things. Whether the token makes you part of a group or, or you're using it to represent yourself, uh, making even work about NFTs. The, like the this upcoming show of it being physical sculptures talking about owning a physical thing while you're you know having this uh, token in your wallet and and I, I say it because we, we as we meet more people and like the different experiences that or, or ideas that everyone is having um, it, it's having a lot of like short circuits but in a good way like it, in some way like it like we can actually, um, have a conundrum and then learn learn from from it. So the, we we're actually working in an NFT collection. Fabiola, I know released a, a recent one. Um, it'd be cool for you to, uh, to mention. It. I really like that one. The but the the idea, for example, is that that you can have a an NFT that can get data from outside the chain, like live market data or weather data or emotional data. Um, and have that reflect back into into the NFT or having interactive contracts where you can update the image. Um, I, I think price is definitely a, a tricky art for everyone. And you know, when you mentioned 
market structure or marketing in general? Like how, how do you like to move in that space? And everyone has a, a different um, strategy, but I, I like the word I just recently been trying to use. It's like price discovery. And like, what does that mean for different aesthetics? Right now I'm working in this collection. Well, I finished it, but I'm minting it. And it's about this Mexican game that is called La Loteria. And it's like bingo, but like different, like with like different cards of different things, like a frog and like a like a bell and stuff. So every you like everyone says like the name, and like it has illustration. So I made like the whole uh, deck and like the like the things like I had like the little sheets uh, with the cards and then I minted a I'm minting every card and I'm minting also like the boards so it's like it's a a, a weird way to like bring something and oh, like interpreting it oh with it I I did it like everything with AI so it was just like like a really hard job I I actually like stopped stopped doing it like because it was so frustrating that I couldn't like bear to keep going. But then I was just like, it's just that I really need to do this. I need to, to finish this because this is part of my my identity, like being Mexican and I want to do this. So I was just like, no, I'm gonna make it like Mexican AI. Yeah, sure. And I I finished it and yeah, like it looks it looks very similar, but you know that there is like some interpretation from the machine like if you say that is from machine it makes sense but like yeah like it has like this weird folkloric um ai aesthetic <laughs> so yeah like in my like in my interpretation in my own work that's how i how i see it yeah i'm i am frankly just obsessed with artists who are kind of taking these long standing cultural traditions and kind of onboarding them uh, and recreating them for this time. I think that's just in incredibly interesting um, and is also, you know, perhaps like the the original memes, like the common cultural objects that that bind us all. Um, you know, I wanted to go back to, to Moises and, you know, I was a very attracted to a piece you created, you know, the, the Arizona iced tea 99 cent stable coin, uh, which is a meme, frankly, I love because, you know, I, I grew up with that. And um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe just talk about that piece and that meme. And then I'm very interested uh, in your thoughts on on what it means to to, you know, maybe like own a meme. Actually, like I started minting it in foundation and foundation wouldn't let me mint it for a dollar. Like I just, it wouldn't let me <laughs> do that price. And like, I, I just thought, okay, you know, that's the platform I've been minting. I, I made the piece. I, that wasn't even the, a requirement. And so then I just kind of had to shift it into OpenSea. And, and, but it became about that, you know, even this idea of like price discovery where it was meaningful for me that it costed $1 at a time when stable coins were like crashing and and you know we have this ust thing happening and we have people memeing about the t just to 
bear through the what was happening and like you know laugh if anything and, and just find a connection what, what does it mean to be related to the the dollar like one dollar like it and it means a lot to different people and the the piece itself i think um was very like just trying to find a way to connect it back to um my exploration and making um like stock trading charts uh very aesthetic i actually went to stock trading school for a year and a half and i found it very emotionally like meaningful to like cry laugh and kind of like feel joy or uh doubt when looking at charts because mm. you know you have so much invested in in these graphs well you know you, you spend that elsewhere but at some point you're kind of reaching back at these things and you know, waiting for for hope, most more, more than anything. But um, the yeah, the the piece itself was made with with AI, and it's still it's still there. I actually thought it'd be, you know, something that I don't know if there's like a a meme collection or some kind of meme AI, not AI, but like meme NFT space. I think I'd be love to join more people, kind of doing group exhibitions with um, meme NFTs. <laughs> You can create that community in on Lens Protocol. <laughs> yeah, that's we're, we're really into into Lens right now. Yeah, it's really tell us cool. about Lens. Yeah. Well, Lens, uh, I've I actually wrote about Lens in the um, we well we are members of FWB, and right now I'm running for the TLDR. And one of the things that I like like to do is like to like to see projects uh, and like talk about them on FWB. Like usually it's like from inside, but then I I I don't know how. Oh yeah, I wasn't um, in refraction though. And then they sent like to everyone like the opportunity to have your own handle on Lens, and I didn't know what what that was. So I just started like like digging uh, in the the theme and like I was just like figuring out like how to use it because it's like when you start using the internet like like Facebook or something like that you don't know anything like how it works so you claim your handle when like if you are like on this um not it's like if you if you have like some like your wallet somewhere is like connected to Lens Protocol because of the DAO you're in or something. So, or you signed up before like uh, like some date that they that, that they put like, so anyone could like have the, their Lens handle. So it's on Polygon and you have like, like it's like, a, like first is the, like the Lens Friends. Like you make your, your profile on Lens Friends and then you go evolving because there's just like the profile and then people can see your description your your profile picture and you can put like a polygon nft so that's why i was just like buying polygon pfps like two <laughs> weeks ago like from thailand uh, nft girl artist like it was there is really cool and i really love their art and I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool because you can put your NFT, you can, you know, like meet people that are like from other DAOs because like in Refraction DAO or like, um, I don't know, I joined the Discord and then 
on Discord, you can find like really interesting people that also have the dot length um, domain. But domain, yeah, it's like it's a domain. I'm sorry if I didn't specify that before. It's like, like I don't know. Mine is Fabiola Io .eth, So on lens is just like the same thing. And Tesos also like dot Tes. So it's like. It's really interesting, and I really loved it. And I I was pushing Moises to to get one, <laughs> and yeah, he he did. I we don't know how, but he he was um, lucky enough to be on on there, like to claim his handle. And so it's like this decentralized social media, and you post everything you post. It's like a transaction on on your wallet, and if you post something like if you make a community and you put like a picture for the community it's minted so you have it like an nft mm. and it's it's just like i don't know I, I think it's fascinating and like i like it's a whole new way to experience social media and um well yeah you can create content and mostly communities and posts that can be mirrored and then that I'm sorry that's Lenster and yeah it's lens friends and then Lenster and then there's apps that you that you can um be uh like with your lens with the lens protocol like you know like interact interacting with other um like ecosystems or something like there I haven't explored the app like quite uh, dip, but yeah, that that's oh, they have a lens tube. Like instead of YouTube, is lens tube, and like it's crazy. I I loved it, and and well, I don't know, Moises when he discovered it, he was just like, oh my god, this is like when YouTube started. So I like you want to yeah. talk about your experience with lens tube? No, totally, and I I thank you. I think it's even back to when when I first got like started looking at YouTube, you know, in just very young. And then now going into something like Facebook or Instagram, this feels new in, in that way. Like we're still learning mm -hmm. what like certain buttons are or why are people here or who, who, who is here and, and even creating exhibitions there or collections for it and, and having that community have so many intersections in relationship with each other. Cause you already know they understand so much about uh, Web3 or all this context. And then maybe you connect on AI art like this uh, uh, group that that we have. Um, but also then the, youth, the lens tube aspect of it, I think it just shows where it's where it's headed, like where like this general direction of, of the technology. And I guess that's a, something in general is that the technology seems is enabling us to explore so many variations of just communicating and, and working with each other in in creative ways transactional ways that uh it's it's very very exciting it almost just feels like it's it's evolving every day i well a couple couple things there uh my the cto at the museum loves lens so that's kind of why i asked i haven't dived in yet he loves it um and I think kind of, you know, we've seen this again and again in parallel, like a, a new technology develops and then it's truly like the creative experimental people that begin to flock and aggregate and, and create that value. And this was obviously the same for, 
for NFTs, you know, everybody really thought NFTs would be born of like gaming applications, but frankly, it was the arts. It was the arts that really like was inspiring people where we were seeing the, the innovation first. Um, and then you, and of course the cycles are happening quicker. You know, the artists go something, they, they create something valuable and then there's just like a flood of commercialization. So to like be there first in that experimental phase is always like such a joy and such a privilege. And um, it is, you know, it's a, it's an interesting world, but it gives me like faith and hope that people in more of like these decentralized things where things are popping up all the time, people can be more fluid and we can begin to break away um, from more of like the entrenched web to networks uh obviously like facebook twitter instagram um i want to kind of go back and talk about your experiences yeah in DAOs, um and how how you found that yeah and i i think that also is like entangled in like the meaning of a token or the meaning of an NFT because yeah, at first it was li literally, we were in Art Basel and, and my good friend Manny, who also is in the in the Web3 space, he he suggested like, hey, there's this Azealia Banks concert with Eric Abadu DJing, you guys should come. And we all wanted to hang out and the- That was a fun party. Go. Yeah, that was a- I was there, that was thing. a really oh, fun party. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And and it was totally worth the the token price at the time, which which the price for FWB at that party um, was like going to a real concert, and and it was cool to feel, I guess, that I could stake, you know, hundreds of dollars, and it, I still own the hundreds of dollars of, of that experience without having to, you know, fully give in this this ticket. And so, I think from the get go, it was very interesting to experience that and be like, oh, I just walked into this space of hundreds of people and they all are going to understand so much. Like there's so much depth that you can connect with someone when when it's like a DAO party, I guess, or like a DAO or exhibit organization um, get together. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, Fabiola, I would say, you know, you, you've been diving even deeper in, in that space. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, um after we went to the party of FWB, we got an email and it was just like claim your pop and I was like, What's that? <laughs> so I was just like 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 researching about like what a pop was because I didn't know if they were gonna scam me, you know? So I was just like, I'm not gonna click any link, I'm just gonna see what it is and okay, so it like it was like the pop of the party but i i don't know i i switch it with moise's friend for another pop and it was just like so confusing and i was just like oh no like what am i doing you know and then we got like another email like oh if you want to join and be a local member you just need to have like the same amount of tokens that we had to go to the party so I was just like, oh, let's apply. And then we applied and like one month later, 
I got in and I was just like, I didn't know, I didn't know how to use Discord. I didn't know like, you know, because I was just like refusing to use Discord because I was just like, there's so many things to do and like so many apps and in like UIs that I need to like, you know, learn to do, like to use. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything. So then I was just in on Discord and I was just like, okay, what is this? <laughs> so I started like looking at everything before I learned the concept of DAO, but I couldn't like really understand it. So I, that was my first experience with a DAO. And like, I, I don't know, like Moises then joined the, the, the DAO also and we were like, okay, so what's next? And then we started like, um, I, I, there was like this city keys that they gave you money so you could make uh, uh, an event in, in this case of FWB. And so we applied and we got it like here in Miami Beach like to do a, an FWB city key. So it was really interesting because we we had like all the possibilities of doing an event here, but like it was just like a Web3 event, like like, we know we knew what we wanted to do but like it was like a different type of of like interacting with people here that we didn't know and like maybe fwb members are gonna come or maybe not because it wasn't like at the bitcoin conference week so it was just like i don't know like that was also like a really cool experience and moises was just like so into it um uh, well, I'm going to let Moises talk about it because this comes from the museum that he was working in like two years ago. So like for all the organization. So I don't know if, if well, just please. Well, well I mean, I, I guess one one aspect of DAOs that I, I find interesting is that they they work for the culture that's in the community that's around them and supporting them. and. I used to work at a museum, uh, the ICA in Miami, and yeah. it's just like a similar relationship that museum has to have to the city, the DAO has to the decentralized community. And so we're more active in in the DAOs and kind of trying to give back to the, the voice chat channels um, that are there. You meet people all over the world that you can, you can connect with and, and I think start building together. So there's a lot of, um, these these side effects by just you know seeing who's willing to show up and and just and share you know connect and I think it's kind of slowly evolving where like now we invite other people to lens tube or uh, lens friends and you're part of a DAO but then you're kind of also part of like this mesh network of you know how do you how do you build in these things and and create value and it's been pretty pretty great. Uh, applying to to the grants, um, we actually just applied to another one, um, and, and then there's also FWB Fest coming up, which uh, we we actually won't be attending, but just to see DAOs kind of think about even larger events and and what you know hundreds or thousands of people at that point that are are connected in in this space, and it's yeah just super super interesting. I think I'm like literally living like this web 2.5 
like jump right now into into the space and trying to go full time um, in in both ways. We're definitely keep doing these AI art NFTs uh, and shows in the metaverse, but also like working in the space in in like the day to day and just trying to to connect it all. I would love to just give you any last words that you have. And please let people know where they can find you and your work uh, and anything you might want to share. Um, well, thanks for for inviting us. Thanks for the wonderful conversation. We could talk about this like for hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, my my all my handles of my social media and my NFTs. Are Fabiola Larios M and yeah no thank you thank you for having us my uh, socials are Moises D Sanabria and uh, my website is Moises.tech um, my GitHub and all of my handles in, in general on like the Ethereum or any network are Moises Tech and uh, yeah I guess just last words is that we're we're actually exploring now like we're at the cutting edge of <laughs> kind of memes and AI and metaverse space, like really, really excited to uh, work both in the IRL showing um, artworks made with uh, new tools like Dali and uh, latent diffusion. And also how does that relate to how we've been, you know, talking about the, the internet and, and exposing it in, in the physical world and the digital space. So yeah, thank you so much. I love it. Thank you both. Keep up the awesome, awesome work. Uh, I'm Colwyn Bell. This is the Dementi and Mocha podcast, and we will see you next time. Breaking news.